Good morning everyone. It's another lovely sunny morning and I'm sitting on the lawn at the moment which is very pleasant I must say. We're still in the letter to the uh, Philippians and today we're back in chapter 2 and verse 12. Wherefore my beloved as you have always obeyed not as in my presence only but now much more in my absence work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Do all things without murmurings and disputings, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding forth the word of life. We noticed last time the loving obedience of the Lord Jesus Christ to his Father in his lovely life here on earth and the work of salvation. An obedience right up to death, and that the death of the cross. The idea of obedience is largely regarded in our society as a dirty word and a totally unacceptable concept. No matter where you look, starting with the family, children are often disrespectful and disobedient to their parents. At school, teachers have an extremely difficult task with pupils at all levels. Even on the streets, the police have an incredibly hard job exercising any kind of control, especially with the younger generation. And society in general has an attitude of who gave you the right to tell me what to do? Well, in our chapter, it's perfectly clear that there's a church, a community of believers who are not exactly in agreement with one another, most probably over trivial things. It's not usually major matters of doctrinal differences that cause divisions. It's personalities demanding their own way and having their own agendas. So Paul, having described in detail to them the humility, lowliness and loving obedience of the Lord Jesus as the perfect example that they need to follow and whose mind they need to have in them, calls upon them to work out their own salvation with fear and trembling. Of course, the salvation he's talking about here isn't the salvation of their souls. It's the matter of saving the unity of the church and the consequent effect that that will have upon their witness to the gospel. How can they be shining lights, as the scripture says, shining as lights in the world, as he says, if they're behaving in a character that doesn't rightly reflect the person of the one they're preaching and witnessing about. In other words, the Lord Jesus. I've said it many times before, and I'm going to say it again, so please allow me to. So very often, and I would possibly say more often than not, the biggest hindrance to the spread of the gospel, at least in our country, is the behaviour of Christians, particularly toward one another. So, fellow believers, this morning, let's start doing a bit of trembling with fear as we think of the enormity of responsibility we have upon us as we endeavour to hold forth the word of life to a needy world. Making sure our behaviour is a reflection of the humility, the loving obedience and the total absence of selfishness of our infinitely precious Saviour, the Lord Jesus. May God bless his word to you today.